0: All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Stories from Bree. I'm super excited for my new guest today. His name is Giovanni Gift, and he's going to tell you a little bit about himself. You have
1: the floor. Hi, everyone. I'm Giovanni Gift. I'm a physical education teacher here in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada at the Clark County School District. I've been teaching for seven years. I just finished my sixth year, so I'm going into my seventh year. Um, And It's been health, um, physical education from K through 12, Um, every grade except 6th, 7th, and 8th. I refuse. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've been doing that for seven years, and I love it. And uh, that's why we're here today, because I decided to write a book about
0: it. Oh, don't do the babies like that. (laughs) seventh and eighth, but well, I mean I ain't gonna hold you I do understand completely but right? middle age is, is definitely it takes a special person to work with middle-aged students and that's not me so I I you know I appreciate all my educators
1: for real um it's they're, they're definitely in a transition stage at, at that time and mm-hmm. I I just during my student teaching I never taught it so when it came to just uh, applying for jobs i never really stepped into that middle school realm i remember being in middle school myself yeah yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i remember um, middle school
1: <laughs> i feel for those teachers
0: yeah they're i'm great, sorry
1: great teachers
0: <laughs> yeah i'm sorry to all my middle school teachers i'm gonna tell you this now because i know about eighth grade i was hell i ain't gonna be i'm gonna be honest <laughs> i know i was right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going through a lot in eighth grade but um you know it takes a special type of person to to educate our children anyway period because that I just like I said it ain't for me uh, although kids kind of like me I, that's just ain't my thing I'd rather mm-hmm. deal with adults but so hats off to you on your seventh year as a teacher um, that's super exciting and it's definitely an accomplishment
1: thank you I'm actually the reverse I, I'd rather deal with children than adults
0: Uh, yeah I know a lot of people that I know and love rather deal with children than adults which is so funny to me (laughs) but um yeah I get it so I want to start you off with some icebreakers each guest that I have I I ask them at least four icebreakers just to kind of like get us started and get us um Get us out the gate and getting to know each other because this is literally almost like a blind date every time I come on because that would be my first time meeting people. So I like to like make sure that the room is nice and you know that everybody feels comfortable. So my first icebreaker for you is if you can remember what was your favorite childhood book.
1: Uh, My favorite one, uh, so I like the Bernstein Bears um my my book is kind of based off that style um when they had like they were doing like activities and um the son was following the dad and he was like riding the bike and he was crashing but we still trying to teach him how to ride the bike uh, my style is like that so I would say the Bernstein Bears um but if he's not canceled or if he is I, my favorite is Dr. Seuss walking in my pocket um I really love that book just because I love the rhyming scheme of like there's a walk in my pocket. And he made up all of the, all the words. They weren't those words didn't fit into anything. And he you still understood what he was trying to get across. And I, I really like that too.
0: Absolutely. Um, Dr. Seuss is not fully canceled. Some of his books are canceled, but he's still here alive and well. And I appreciate the family because they did discontinue some of the things that were, you know, racially insensitive. So I respect that. But Dr. Seuss is still alive and well and still well loved. Um, And I actually you mentioned something. Which has not been mentioned here yet, which is the Bernstein Bears. I love the Bernstein Bears as well. I used to watch the show faithfully really? on PBS, faithfully. So um, that's a little, you know, toasted my little heart in my 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 childhood. So I appreciate that that you um, that you enjoyed that that book series. It was definitely um, great, and so. My next question for you, um, I, like I said, I understand that you're educating are a teacher. However, do you have a library card?
1: I do not. Um, I don't have a library card because I'm in the schools we have libraries, mm-hmm. so I either I'm always in there. Um, I get the books from them. I get to order from them. Um, they' give me nice tools where you can order online, so I go through them or um, like an Amazon or a bookseller. So I do not have a library card. My mom's going to watch this interview. She, she has like a thousand library cards. And yes. I'm over here with one. Um, Clark County uh, Schools and um, Clark County Libraries. Um, I will get one this week.
0: All right. Hats off to mom. I'm silently judging you because I am a librarian by profession. Oh, I know.
1: I felt it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, but i i let you slide because you are utilizing your school library so you get a pass because of that um but otherwise i would be judging you openly but <laughs> make sure that you definitely if you can um if you have any interest just you know check out your lo- local library because they have a lot of resources as well that can help you in your classroom or in just your personal life and you're paying your taxes so you might as well get your library card so um shout out to uh billy allen actually. i was gonna say that <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shout out to Billy Allen for
0: fitness yeah, Absolutely. Thank you, Billy, for um, linking us. So I appreciate it. So let we're going to make sure that Billy gets you a library card.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, I was going to say, I'm just going to go see Billy get the library card. Go see Billy. <laughs> yes. Okay,
0: so are you a digital or pen and paper type of person?
1: Uh, pen and paper. Uh, my first, uh, because Run is, a. we'll get into the book later, but Run is a series of health books. Mm. Um. And I, I wrote my first four all on pen and paper, just writing it down, generating ideas. Um, I got it from like the style and just writing pen and paper from Malcolm Gladwell. Mm-hmm. Um, he always said just, hey, if you just, cause I, was, I would type usually, I would originally going to school, college, I would type everything. Um, and then I would just stop where I was and lose it and then walk away um, and kind of give up really. Uh, but on pen and paper, I can I can kind of walk around with it. I have my composition right here, um, and he always said that like you can you'll another day you'll generate another idea. So don't give up. So I keep my my composition here, and then I'll write until I can't anymore. It's more intuitive um, for me, and then after that I just stop. And then when I stop, I just. I'll go on a or on a run or a nice little jog or something and then I'll think of that those next words or those next things to say. And then I'll just keep going from there. So pen and pen and paper is the way to go. Especially uh, it's it's kind of cryptic for me because my, my handwriting is so bad. So <laughs> nobody's ever had <laughs> oh. to this. So no. I, I really do <laughs> prefer just that pen and paper style
0: oh that's okay <laughs> that's okay um yeah, my penmanship is not terrible it's not probably the the prettiest but it's yeah I understand I'm not really a pen and paper person but I have been getting more into pen and paper for journaling purposes and stuff I don't journal as much but I agree with you it's something about physically writing things down and then just kind of leaving them and then coming back and see what you wrote and think about those ideas um I have written a lot of my stories because I'm also an author. So I've written a lot of my stories out just to kind of like get that out of my head and things of that nature. But I do a lot of stuff digitally. I don't know. I've always just been that way. So I'm, I do a lot of things digitally, but I don't judge you for using your pen and paper. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I think most of the children's authors that I've been re- listening to or talking to, I think they all do pen and paper a lot, so that's that's fun to see that that's kind of like a theme in that genre. Um, so you mentioned um, Mr. Gladwell. So is that your favorite author slash writer, or do you have someone else?
1: Oh, now he's my favorite. presently yes. Okay, yeah, I, I, I love all of his books. I'm, I'm rereading Blink right now. Um, Talking to Strangers is my absolute favorite. Uh, bomber mafia is so good so uh there's there's so many uh so many of his books i just like the, the style he takes and the research that he does i really i really do like uh the research back writing and okay. know, all that all that good information i love to learn as a teacher i, I love to learn so him giving me that new information and it's it, it comes in a fresh way it's definitely fulfilling for me
0: I would hope so, as a teacher, as an educator, that you love to learn. I would hope so. <laughs> <Right? Yeah.
1: laughs>
0: I would hope so, because if you train training the people, you need to learn how to, you know, learn to to teach people and and always keep yourself up to date. So I would hope you love to learn, because if you didn't, I'd be like, okay, wait a minute, <laughs> um, <laughs> educating the babies. We we go into right? we gonna have to reevaluate this, but it, I'm mm-hmm. glad to know that. Um, so you. You kind of got into your writing style and um, you writing a story. So, and you mentioned some parts of your creative process. Would you care to share any more about that?
1: I'm sure. So uh, I really, this is something I've always wanted to do, writing children's books. Uh, Ever since I started teaching elementary K through five, my first year teaching, um, I realized that the, the content wasn't really there there and if it if it was there it was in like a, a health-based style um it was uh, a lot of information a lot of data a lot of stuff that kids didn't really want to listen to mm-hmm. um and I found it hard to just expound on that and make it just interactive and fun um when it, on the PE side it was a little bit easier because you can make games uh, you know with uh, nutrition toys and, and games like that to help them understand but on the health side it was a little bit more difficult so um when it came to creating this book, um, I just found YouTube, <laughs> um, looked through all these writers who've written other children's books before and seeing the process that they, like they went through into finding illustrators, um, getting um, certain editors, self-publishing, um, and trying the best way to put everything together myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a track coach as well. So I run a lot. I run I ran this morning <laughs> all the time. Um, my, my mom was a runner. My family, uh, they all, they run the military. Um, and they always, they ran like every morning. Um, so it was, it's always been something that's been instilled in me. Um, and it's the reason that Run is my first book is because that's something that we all, we all do. Everybody knows that Giovanni is going to go for it. Ten miles today, or whatever. It's a it's a common joke to everybody. Like, oh, how many miles did you run? But um, they know that I'm I'm very adamant about physical um, activity and just physical like physical education. Um, so, the first book is Brian. Um, when it came to just. Getting the characters, um, I had to search high and wide for uh, some good illustrators. Um, somebody who I knew would keep the the style that I like. Um, if you look over my left shoulder, um, these are some of the the paintings that I started with, uh, just me in, in a studio apartment, just putting some stuff together and trying to not really knowing what I was doing, but trying to get uh, what I what I liked, what I like envisioned, um, and through the process of just searching through those, uh, those illustrators, I found a guy named um, Antonio Santos. And he just, like everything that I wrote, he can just put on paper, um, which I, I love so much. And we have a great relationship, so he's, He's done two of my books thus far and uh hopefully he'll do the third one as well i'm gonna send this to antonio when we're done <laughs> so he knows shout out to antonio santos great um illustrator out of brazil um okay. and, uh he i think he just uh, signed for a major publishing house out there oh, wow. um, he's just I, I really like the way the characters look um uh my book is very diverse there's a whole lot of black kids in there Um, that's something you don't really see in a whole lot of like just textbooks and in in schools Um, and the goal for the series of these books are to eventually get into like know the school libraries and schools so these kids are able to see uh, themselves and doing healthy activities to inspire them to to do more I think absolutely. I covered Did I co-create a process kind of?
0: You so. sure did, absolutely. <laughs> and um, yes, a good illustrator is super important. Um, I have not had the privilege of working with many children's uh, writers and many children's authors. I'm also an—I'm not an illustrator, but I'm also a publisher. So I wear many hats, but um, I have not had the opportunity to work a lot with a lot of children's authors. But one of the major things is trying to find an illustrator that can create black, you know, diverse characters, black characters, and um, make sure and make them look interesting and not make them look like, you know, flat and, and, and make you feel like, oh, this is something that I want to look at that is aesthetically pleasing. I was just working with someone whose book is, is set to launch very soon. And the illustrations in her book is amazing. And I was like, let me remind and remember this woman that her, her illustrator is another woman so um, I was like let me remember this lady so that in the future when I do have children's authors who come to me and we talk like I'm like yeah I got somebody for you um, so yeah I definitely agree with you that that can make or break a children's book because sure. kids are always looking at pictures they're always wanting to be engaged and so if your book is boring and if it's got a lot of words in it, and then on top of that, the pictures ain't ain't, ain't hitting on nothing, them kids don't want right. to see that. No.
1: <laughs> they, don't. they really don't.
0: <laughs> they don't want to see that. So I appreciate the fact that you did take the time to just deal with those little intricate moments and intricacies about children's writing and children's um, literature. And YouTube University, as I call it, is good for mm-hmm. everything. You can find all kinds of stuff over on YouTube. So right. I appreciate it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. It's definitely a, a learning tool that I think everybody should really take advantage of. Anything you want to learn, like for uh, for me right now as a teacher in the summertime is car stuff. Like I'm trying to fix my car up, doing whatever, okay. and like they... I have all the videos. All Everything of it. So it's
0: cool. Everything's over there. And this video going to be over there too. So somebody going to run across this one as well. Right. Um, so you mentioned that, you know, your family has this legacy of running. Your family's military. Um, I, I have military people in my family as well. And they are very disciplined about the things that they do. They're very strategic. Um, and you said that part of the reason why you, de- you decided to right run was because of that essentially being a part of your everyday life and so um what is another reason that you felt like it was time to kind of like tell this story i know you mentioned a little bit about there not being books that really represent the health aspect of um the of the education system but what are other reasons why that you felt like it was time to tell this story
1: Um, so like I said, running is a big part of just my family and um, just the military, like you said, the military structured style, right? They get up in the morning, they go running, they do push-ups, they do pull-ups, they do people scream at them, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, and um, it's something that I just I just grew up with. Um, also, my my brother grew up with it as well. Okay. Um, my brother is Anthony Bradley. He's actually the, the character based off of the main... little kid the main little kid character okay Um, back in 2019 um, he passed away Um, he passed away in a car accident Um, and it affected our whole family Um, and it impacted all of us uh, very heavily and changed my life um, changed my family's life Um, and with the aspiration of wanting to write a book um, and wanting to get like the health components out and reaching kids and trying to inspire them. Um, I also wanted to dedicate something to him um, and make and make his memory just last on the um, the dedication in the book is actually to, uh, for him. Um, he he and my um, my father have the same have the same name, so he, my dad is hyped because it's like it's him, but he knows it's really dated, t- dedicated to, to Anthony. So. Um, he, he was my main inspiration. Um, the reason I continue to, to write books and just pursue this, trying to be an author, trying to publish, trying to put yourself out there um, is because uh, I want to make him proud, too. So, um, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's, that's so sweet. Um, and... My sincere condolences to you and your family as you continue to process that grief, because it is definitely it takes time, and um, you yeah, take yeah. as much time as you need <laughs> to process that. Because I mean, people you know people like to rush those moments, but I don't agree with rushing it. I agree with you just you know sitting with it, allowing yourself to process through. keep living life. Don't let don't stay stuck. But you know um, the fact that you have kind of like encapsulated his legacy into mm-hmm. something and into that space is just a beautiful reminder of the the type of love that you all share. So I, I think that that is great to have that kind of sentimental value. Um, the dedication to me is always important for any book. Um, my book was dedicated to two of my friends who passed away. And so, really? um, yeah, so I really appreciate when people have like sentimental value for why they do what they do. And then, like you said, that legacy continues to um, to live on in this in this physical space that's going to touch I believe touch generations that's just what I'm gonna say it's gonna touch generations as you continue to try to navigate getting it into school libraries and I believe that you will be able to do that all across this country that you'll be able to get your book in those spaces and that it will just people will just catch on and latch on to it so would you say that was the hardest part about writing this this book trying to um just think about your brother and think about your times with him or was there any hard moments that you had with writing or but did it just come easy
1: i would say looking at this book right now um the hardest part i want to say was we be putting everything all together okay like putting the story um uh, getting the illustrating uh, starting the the publishing company uh mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's setting, a big setting
1: those goals up. You know, setting those goals up, and then uh, knocking them down one by one, and then on top of that, you know, getting an editor and getting people to read it, and uh, like being very vulnerable to people about your stories. and I think every part of it was hard. Every part <laughs> of it was hard, <laughs> but. Um, It's just a process that you just have to to go through and you you push yourself through it. And if you keep persevering, you'll get to that finish line.
0: Absolutely absolutely yeah. self-publishing is not for the faint at heart you know a that? lot of people think it is not like a lot of people think it's the easy route but it really isn't it's actually a little to me personally it's a little harder than trying to um go with the traditional publisher now keeping in mind that you don't have to worry about always having that maybe rejection aspect that's attached to traditional publishing but self-publishing you have to do everything yourself and you have to learn how to market you have to learn how to do all kinds of things for uh your book and um you literally have to do all the leg work and you find out like oh this is why these people have whole departments dedicated to these particular spaces like as running a publishing company myself I'm like yeah I'm like 10 different people right now but eventually I'm going to expand but um yeah I see why they charge what they charge why they charge (laughs) what they charge and you know not being um emotional or being unapologetic about why you charge the prices that you charge in regards to like helping people publish books and uh, or even the money that you put into publishing your own projects because it really is a lot <laughs> like there are some things that you can cut corners on but then you have to think about what is the quality of the, the product that you're trying to present and when I can imagine with children's books it's not, you can't cut too many corners when it comes oh. to children's books. So <laughs> I, I believe you when you said that it was it was a little hard, all of it, <laughs> every part, but you got it done. And then you just said you have two books out or you are about to publish your second book.
1: So I'm about to publish my second book. The final editing is done. Um, it's called How Important is an Apple? Um, so uh, it's my first nutrition book. Uh, this The run book is kind of like a, a boy's book. That's the, that's the reviews I've been getting it's kind of like a okay that's got I mean it's got a, a father and a son in it most of the time um, and then how important is an apple is a daughter and a father a, a, a daughter and a mother sorry um, mm-hmm. going through New York City trying to find apples at a market um, and trying to understand the importance of apples and nutrition um, so it's it's a it's a pink book uh, run as a blue one so okay we will we'll match together um, still so side by side but Yeah, Uh, I should be finished publishing by next week, but then you know how that goes. It takes like... Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It takes a while after that. Yeah,
0: I do. I should
1: be out maybe mid-June.
0: Okay, well, exclusive. That book will be out mid-June. I hope you all pick it up and support Giovanni. He's a self-published author. He needs to he needs to sell so definitely I don't mind you advertise advertise yourself that's what we here for yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we here for um you mentioned that you said Brun is more of like a boys book but you know I think that that's very important to see black fathers and black sons um, being uh, represented in books so how important was it to you to even see that because like would you say you've seen um, a lot of books lately with black fathers and black sons or do you think that it was important for you to create that book so that you could see them
1: um i mean i've never i mean in recent books the ones that i've seen because i've I recently bought um hair love um and hair love is it's it's a, it's a great book it is um, you see my dog Bruno right there <laughs> 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 um, but um, definitely um Definitely want to see more books like it. Um, and uh, Clark County School Districts, just in the, the realm of—I'm um, so distracted because of my dog. Um, in the realm <laughs> of just books, um, and he was fine just sitting right here. Now he's like, "Corona, it's okay." <laughs> um, um, in the realm of just uh, just children's books, especially just children's health books, um, uh, especially speaking of just diversity, black people. I want to keep like, the father and son narrative in there. I want to keep the mother, I want to keep the family in there um, Absolutely. as much as possible. And all of my books, it's going to be um, family oriented. It's going to have uh, these kids getting this information from, mm-hmm. uh, from adults who they're related to, um, from teachers or just from people who, who look like them. Um, I really want to just keep that part just in the stories. And I want to, I want people to, I want the kids to see it. And I want them to understand that, mm-hmm. hey, like this person that, that is my father does have information on running. And if he doesn't, like in the book run, he finds it out for him. So yeah. the, the son is very curious. He's asking questions about um, why does Ms. Joggington go out and go for a run every day? And why is she smiling? Why is she so happy when she does it? Cause when he runs, it's not really that fun. Um, and he, they go outside and they go ask her like, why do you do this? And she explains it. Um, and I I just, as a curious kid, I always liked the fact that even if you're not able to know, if you don't know anything right, then you're able to find out. So, um, definitely going to keep the family aspect in there. It's very important to me. Um, I have a, a father and a, a stepfather. They're both very important to me in my life. Um, and <laughs> um, my mother as well. So,
0: Absolutely. Um, don't be distracted by Bruno. He's fine. <laughs> Bruno is, hey,
1: up right now.
0: <laughs> so, um, we were talking about the hardest part of writing this book. What do you find to be like, what was the most fun thing about, you were talking about families and you were talking about keeping the family aspect together, but I want to shift a little bit to ask about what do you think the fun part about writing your stories was for you?
1: Uh, the ideas, the ideas you come up with in order to, to generate these stories and how you want to tell them. Um, it was, it's, it's a, very enjoyable. Um, a goal in my life is after education, um, just to continue writing, continue writing these books, continue to create these stories. Um, the cool part about life is that the stories are right there, right? They're, they're right outside. They're right uh, when you teach these classes and you meet these kids and you generate these relationships, they're all right there. And it, it just takes somebody to, to write it down. So um, the fun part is making these things, uh, these stories come to life. And like seeing it in your hand, coming an idea, and, yeah. and just being physically in your hand is um, really awesome. So I, when I when I first got the book, it kind of it was glowing in my hand. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh wow, this thing really happened. It's really here. So, yeah. Um, it's the whole the whole process though. Uh, I mentioned earlier that it was hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at the end of it, it's, it's very fun. It's very rewarding. It's, um, it's very cool to see like your ideas come to fruition.
0: Yeah, I know that feeling of having a physical copy of something that you've created in your hands is like, oh, it's tangible. I can see it. I can feel it like, oh, this is real. Like, I actually did this. This is something that I accomplished that's going to be here long after I'm, you know, no longer here. So, yeah, I, I do agree with you that it's that's the fun point. That's a part of the joy, a little bit anxiety but mostly joy, <laughs> for sure. Um, and so you are a diverse author because you are an African-American man. And um, how important to you is book diversity specifically because you are an educator? How important to you is book diversity in the classroom?
1: Oh, it's very, very important. It's it's absolutely needed. Uh, we have to have people with from different ideals um, who come from different places, who have different cultures, to explain things to to students. Um, I, as a in the in that military family that I, I'm in, we moved around a lot. I saw a whole lot of different things. I was not just in one spot. Um, and through that, I learned how to generate relationships. I learned how to be in different cultures, um, know what it's like to grow up in the south, grow up in the the north side of. Uh, of New Jersey, you know how to grow up in South Carolina, you know how to grow up in all these different places uh, in the United States, and see how different people interact and what they eat and what they do. And uh, when you have people who come from those things to teach kids, it it sheds a different light, and that is needed for everyone. Because if we're able to see, um, if people who are different are able to see just uh, how well, like. if if people who from different cultures come together and they're able to share uh, just different outputs different Mm -hmm. learning styles different things um, then we'll have a better understanding of who we are um, and we'll be able to grow a lot more so
0: I completely, fully, utterly agree with you um, on that, in that regard. um, I think that the book diversity is very important, especially as Um, in the the rearing years, as we call them, the rearing ages for children, so that they can understand that the world is not just in this little small bubble that they live in, but there are other people, other ethnicities, other cultures that kind of contribute to this world that they have to look abroad and, and live in outside of their home. And so I think the first way for them to discover that is that having books that reflect people and places and things outside of their outside of the spaces that they live in, but also seeing books that reflect them and that makes them feel good about who they are and make them feel important, uh, which I think is one of the things that run is doing and like you said, teaching them about health education um, teaching them about nutrition all of those different things are important as far as building the creating the building blocks for children and so um I think that you're adding to that um, and that you're contributing to that in a major way as a educator also how do you feel about this whole concept of banning books what are your thoughts on that
1: well I'm absolutely against it I, I believe that no book should be banned I was in uh uh, bookstore today, uh, Las Vegas Books. Shout out to Las Vegas Books. Um, they're selling my book right now, and they had Confederate books that from the 1800s that were being sold in there. And I was looking at like, wow, this book is really sold in here. But it's information at, at the in the least, right? It's an idea. It's something that somebody thought it was important enough to write down and put in a book, mm-hmm. um, and People should be open, like open enough to read it. Um, You should take everything with an open eye when it comes to just these books and um, read everything, um, understand it all and uh, generate your own perspective.
0: Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. thoughts and perspectives is very interesting. Like I always say that a good library is a place that has at least one book in it that offends someone.
1: Mm -hmm. There's somebody in there.
0: Exactly. Because that gives them the space to be able to kind of just, you know, everybody finds their own opinion there, you know, and they feel safe and they feel like this is a place that they want to be. Now, keep in mind that, you know, your opinion and how you feel you should be acting shouldn't go beyond you, you know, your, your physical space and your ability to be able to interact with other people. Like you should also respect you know, respect people in that space because libraries are safe spaces. So please do not be going up in there causing chaos for everybody else to feel unsafe. But at right. the same time, your ability to be able to find something that can um, work for you is always like super important. And so, hey, everybody, we're back. You know, Bree is not short from me. I'm not short <laughs> from technical difficulties. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, this happens. Um, Zoom was tripping on us. So um, I wanted to come back and continue our conversation. We were We're in a good place. We were talking about book diversity and we're talking about banning books and why um, we think that banning books is egregious and is is something that shouldn't happen. And I think we both agreed on the fact that there should always be book diversity everywhere. There also should should always be in every space that even sells books or you know has books in that in that place at least something for everybody. Um, But keeping in mind the safety aspect of everything as well um and so i don't want you know i i as talking to you as an educator the thing that just happened recently this week keeps popping up in my head and i'm like let's not go left with this i want to you know i don't want to uh, dim the light and and make it like not a happy place. And it's not to say that, you know, there's not a space for that, but it is to say it definitely grieves my heart to even just think about the fact that such things could happen, um, even continue to happen, especially in the United States when it comes to like school shootings and things and talking about children, how innocent they are. And you as an educator, I can understand how that possibly I I can only empathize with you because I'm not um, children's educator but and i don't want to speak for you but i i guess i can give you a moment to talk about how that kind of made you feel and just thinking about that and processing through even as you continue to navigate through and create spaces for diversity in every aspect of both education both in literature Um, how did that make you feel just under just understanding what was going on
1: um so when uh when you teach in schools now um even Shoot, back when I first started teaching in 2016, um, we started doing these lockdown drills, right? You do them, uh, you supposed to do them like once a month. Um, and we have fire drills too and tornado drills and all that stuff. But the one that I always took seriously was the lockdown drill because it's a real thing. And I, at the end of our lockdown drills, I always, whichever um, period or class I have with me, I always give them a little speech on how like the statistics of school shootings um, just mass shootings in general um, 2000 I want to say 2019 or, or 2020 we average one a week uh, so I would tell them like it's not it's not impossible right these are not it's not like they're averaging a tornado a week then you know you'd be looking at it differently too so I always try to make sure that they have an understanding of the importance of why we're doing this um, even in my health classes I have, school resource officers come in um, and just talk to them about um, what the process is, if something like that were to happen at the school um, and how, what are the rules after that um, and how we should, should conduct ourselves and what, what's our ways out, what are our, our avenues out. Um, and I teaching elementary is like, it's hard because I'm laying my life on the line for those kids like you, you have to. You, you're responsible for them, um, and it's so sad to see uh, people getting harmed and just, just by doing what they love, you know, yeah. doing what they love, just going, getting up every day, going to work, teaching in a climate like teaching right now, and getting up and being there. Um, a lot of the times, even the, um, my administration, they just they're just happy that we're there. <laughs> they're yeah, they're happy that we're there, and we didn't call out today. or somebody didn't get sick or have to work from home digitally or virtually. So you just, I'm gonna try our best to do what we need to do for the kids. And, um, and the the, the kids at times they, they notice the kids notice like you, we, we've had since 2020, we've had rough days. Um, we've, we've lost people. We've haven't wanted to, to be there virtual. We haven't wanted to be there physically, um, just due to, Whatever may be going on, whether it's COVID or um, a mass shooting or something going on with a, a protest, uh, you know George Floyd or something, something's yeah, going something. on. Um, and I think what you sh- what we should do as as educators um, is just be aware, just know what's going on, um, not avoid it, and let them know that hey, this is this is happening right now, um, and we understand it. Uh, when it comes to the safety in my like my classrooms and stuff, those doors are always locked. <laughs> I, know I
0: know that's right.
1: Yeah, those doors are always locked. And I always tell my students, like, uh, we don't open the door for nobody. I don't care who it is. All the administrators just got key, So <laughs> I don't know who, who else is at that door. But um, it's, it's crazy that we have to, we send our, our, our students to schools um, and we want them to be safe. We expect them to be safe. Um, and we're at the point now where it's it's a maybe, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 very it's just it's very sad. Um, every time uh, something like this happens, my dad calls me and is like, "Are you all right?" I'm just like in yeah. Texas, a Texas man. <laughs> but, hey, um, right? But uh, it's it's a it, it affects the it not only affects of course the people that are in the school, but it it reverberates through the community. It. It, so many people, so many people are affected by this. We are, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I wish, I just wish that we would just, you know, uh, just love each other a whole lot more, you know, c- uh, come with kindness a whole lot more. Just, um, I don't know, just appreciate one another because as I, I feel like COVID taught us that we can lose a lot more than we think.
0: Absolutely.
1: So, um, just, you know be appreciative of every day be grateful and uh, be kind to one another please so
0: absolutely um because yeah <laughs> yeah um um as a um as an educator as um as an author, as the creative which i assume that you consider yourself a creative as a coach you do a lot, you give a lot out to a lot of different people, Um, your book, even if it is in the form of a book, if it's in the form of, you know, teaching, in the form of coaching, and, you know, life coaching, inspiration, how are you taking care of yourself in the midst of all of these different things? Is your writing, is your authorship, is that a form of self-care for you, or how are you, what do you do outside of of course running um, (laughs) for self-care?
1: You know, I wish I I wish I wrote more. Actually, um, it would it's definitely uh, it's definitely helpful. Okay. Uh, but I meditate uh-huh. a lot, um, ten to fifteen minutes every morning, um, throughout my day, uh, in between classes. Uh, uh, if it's not that, if I'm not working on just stillness and just focus, I love yoga. Okay, I do, yoga, do yoga a lot um and then I remove myself from everything so uh, there are days where I just take off I am not coaching I'm not writing I'm not doing any of that stuff and I'm just with me and that may be like a pedicure that day or um a massage or something that's removing me from everything because like you said it can it can be a lot and through through that process, of course, you build those relationships, and this, those relationships can be a lot, like, these people need you for, to be their coach, they need you to be their teacher, they need you to, to do the things for them. Yeah. So, um, I've, i try my best to take my time and focus, meditate, mm-hmm. figure out what I, I need for myself, um, because the, I was at a, I was definitely at a point um 2017 where I was like anxiety like it was it was right after like the passing of my brother and coaching and all that stuff and I couldn't I didn't I didn't know how to um so just uh seeking just help through the comfort of my family and uh being vulnerable talking talking to others sharing your experiences sharing how you feel um has definitely gone a long way too so
0: absolutely um, because, you know, when I think of the, the when I think of run or when I think of the word run, I often think of running can mean several different things. Mm-hmm. In your aspect, running means, you know, health and um, getting out there, getting on the track. But for some of us, running can mean like literally physically getting away from and removing ourselves from spaces and places that could <laughs> potentially cause us harm or that's causing anxiety and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. it's. um. It's, it's definitely an interesting concept to just think about that. Just think about the word run and what it can mean in different um, ways of life. Um, it's like you said, sometimes I just disappear and I get rid of everything and I go away from from everything. And, and that's a form of running. But to me, mm-hmm. it sounds like a positive form of running. It's not like, like you're avoiding those things. It's just that yeah. you're saying, I need this moment. I need this time to myself. So I'm going to run away for a little bit (laughs) and and, and, and then i'll come back you know later and resume my responsibilities at least that's what you're supposed to do um so for you even transitioning into just thinking about that what do you desire because you said that you wish you could write more so thinking about the fact that you wish you could write more what do you desire your creative work to accomplish once you release it into the world
1: um i want people to take it all in um have a a better understanding of of running enjoy the story um i think i put a couple of little funny notes in there and a couple of things that just make it just enjoyable i want i want to make a reading enjoyable to to young kids that's one of the first things um young black kids for sure okay. um you know people to just have not be af- not be afraid of the concept of running running is fun (laughs) yeah it is fun free i'm saying so when it comes to um that and just uh, the enjoyment that people can feel just when we're talking about um things that i do in order to like for self-care i do run as well right Right. (laughs) Um, and there's there's a moment that i have when i do it where i'm completely relaxed and you can call it in the zone or runners high, but I feel really good and really calm. And um, my ideas and my thoughts kind of organize themselves. Yeah. So um, it's something that I just like, I, I really do enjoy. Um, it does have that, it does have that other, like the other side to it where it can be like running away. And even in the cover, like he's kind of running away from um like his dad is cheering him on but he's like running away but it's man i never thought of it like that <laughs> that was cool that was cool <laughs> um oh i lost my train of thought i was thinking of that. i was like oh man it is like running away <laughs> like cool um but you i, I do like to um, i do like to run just to help for self-care i do like i think that it, the the goal of these books are to generate just some fun um get into uh like some some schools some libraries have a series of them so kids know hey like oh this is the one about running this is the one about um, nutrition this is the one about uh, meditation this is the one about stretching this is the one about and they're all going to be different colors and um different just different little concepts different kids um, curious and wondering what these things are and having parents and adults explain to them like this is this is what this is and this is more information about it so to just spread more information about running um more more healthy information just to 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 younger kids um and to get on some shelves
0: yeah absolutely
1: getting getting some households um, get some sales up uh, Absolutely. Um, and I, I always I want to keep writing because I feel like um, I wish I wish I had more time to write uh, because like I, I definitely do enjoy it in with coaching and teaching and 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 publishing and being an author. It's it, it's, it's definitely time consuming just to sit there and just to get everything else out the way mm-hmm. um, and just freely write. But the goal of mine in life is to just to keep that. Writing. Yeah, yeah i want to be able i want to be old and just writing writing hey. books and coming out with stories and um of new concepts of things that i've seen um i had to travel recently to uh saint kitts and i thought of a story there of this man that i saw and um kind of I followed him for a day. <laughs> I followed him for a day um, to see what his life was like. It was so interesting to me. Um, and it's going to be one of my next books, too. So it's,
0: hey, it's, yeah.
1: it's cool to, to to live life and then be able to jot it down and share these stories with people who may not be able to see it or just don't, who may get tired of just looking at their screen, right? I uh, definitely, yeah. this is definitely a, a way to get uh, students in children and even parents just away from the screen for a little bit look at look got a book
0: absolutely um and I agree with you like um you know writers find inspiration everywhere um now I that's not me condoning y'all following people let me I'm just that right there <laughs> don't be following nobody but you can definitely find inspiration everywhere that you go um and it's such a beautiful concept and i agree with you i i I definitely believe i believe that that running was a part of your your self-care i could imagine that it would be if you're running 10 to 13 miles a day because listen you ain't doing that if you don't love it (laughs) because no (laughs) so you it has to be something there for you that makes you keep wanting to do it more and more and more there's some type of dopamine you know, hit there, that makes you desire to do it more and more and more. And I will say physically moving your body does help to kind of release stress. It definitely clears my head every time I go for a walk. And I just get to thinking and I feel so clear I'm out in nature. And I'm like, oh, that's a good idea (laughs) like (laughs) and so it it, i I definitely agree with you that it does help to just do that physical idea um activity because it's just it really just releases this just tension moving out of your body and i feel like you are in a very unique position because i have not seen um Me personally have not seen a series of books uh, and information that encourages kids to constantly want and desire to do physical um, activity. Because when you think about physical activity, at least from my perspective, for me, it always seemed like a punishment. You know, it always felt like you, you, something that you had to do that you really didn't want to do. But I feel like creating stories where it makes it, fun and enlightening to kids and make them desire you know desire to want to do it it's encouraging um and I feel like and you can if you agree with me I think that was part of your that was part of your point I believe you said that earlier that that was the purpose to make kids want to and desire to do these things and to to strip away the negative connotations about it
1: yeah I want I want kids to have the understanding that this that this is fun, that running is fun, and that it's 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 helpful for us, um, and why people do it. Um, Ms. Joggington ran every day because she loved it, and uh, I, I want kids to understand that people who do physical activity, like you said, it's not a punishment. Um, when I used to coach football back in the day, it, okay. that was, you ran, it was because you did something bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. that, that people would hate it and then they would go out for like the track day and we're just like we have to run now like what what is this um but if you just you know you have the you have to find the physical activity that you like you know you have to and that's what these books are gonna like well my goal is to open up all like have a series of these to where It's not just going to be running, it's going to be maybe biking, it's going to be um, these other forms of swimming, these other forms of physical activity that you can figure out that you like, that you can do for fun, that you can do for a lifetime, because we want to be able to generate uh, healthy lifestyles. We want to be able to do these things for forever, to move um, for forever, keep moving um, as long as we can because um, the more the more mobile we are the more we'll stay alive so that's
0: absolutely absolutely so as we get prepared to wrap up one thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast it has been a lovely hour talking with you and getting to know you as a person I definitely am already following you on social media so um, I'll keep up with you there but what is some advice? As you said, you mentioned that going through the process of self-publishing was a little hard for you. However, Mm -hmm. there are people who desire to kind of like do self-publishing and don't really want to go the traditional route. So if you had some advice. What advice would you give specifically for a writer who is looking to do to tap into children's literature? What is your advice that you would give that person on trying to get their first book out there um, or just writing in general for children?
1: If you have the if you have the passion to put out a story, um, whatever book you may be, a novel, children's book, um, first thing is, Finish your story. Um, write it down. Um, a lot of people want to write books. I've definitely met a lot of people who want to write books, who want to self-publish their books, and they never finish the story, or they they never think that their work is complete. You're never going to think that. Like You're never going to think that. I, I look at Run now, because uh, I wrote it back in uh, late 2021. Um, and I read it now, and I'm just like, "Well, oh, this is the first edition, because I definitely want to redo <laughs> it now." Um, but it's it's your your work is always going to you're always going to want to build off of it. You're always going to want to do more, and that's why James Patterson has a million books, right? And those stories are kind of the same, but they he the way he builds off of them, the way he puts them together, like you can continually do that. Yeah. Um, this run, yes, it's a finished product, but the next one is, is going to be even better. So I would just say keep pushing yourself to new limits. Don't limit yourself to one book. Um, try your best to, to make more stories. Um, on the publishing side, persevere. It's going to get rough, but you can do it. Um, for me, uh, the hardest part um, has been learning about the marketing. Uh, marketing, and then the bookkeeping. I'm a teacher, so um, we were, I'm doing lesson plans and managing students daily. I'm not keeping books and marketing and trying to figure out how to get my book out, book reviews, and all of that stuff, so all that stuff is new to me, Um, but be a constant learner, Mm -hmm. Um, and if you have that goal of getting your book out, and that's something you really desire to do, um, you'll get it out. I just, Keep working towards it daily, and you'll you'll achieve that goal. Um, Do not quit. That's 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 the last thing I'll say. Do not quit. If you want to come out with a book, do it. Like do that thing. I'm I'm not gonna curse. (laughs) Do it though. Go out with that. Go go get that book. Go go write that book. Take the time that you need to get your idea out. Idea out because you may be the person to write something that's gonna change somebody's life so that's so
0: good that's so good um as an author and a publisher myself I fully agree with this message um because yes persevere write the book get it out there um try to not make it so rough but get do the best version of it that you possibly can and then build from there you only get better the more you do something. So continue to do it, continue to do it. Cause after I wrote my first book, I felt like it was really good, you know? But then as I go back and I reflect, I'm like, oh, there's more. And my my level, now that I've gotten that out, my level of writing has changed or the way that I desire to fully um, express my voice has changed in ways that, may not have might not be seen and might be starkly different from my first publication but the fact that i did it it was an accomplishment and as my grandmother always says nothing hurts a failure but a try so get it out there um so like i said it's been a lovely hour thank you so much for being here please tell people where they can find you and where they can find run now is a form of marketing and promotion <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right um instagram i am at giovanni gift um altia books is where the publishing goes to all you'll see all the new stuff for um new book releases um run links um altiabooks.com. also another place where you can uh, go to the website get the books from there book, get the books from there um available at barnes and noble booktopia amazon walmart um all online usually. If you catch it in the store, please let me know because yeah, yeah, that's that's great. In uh, Vegas, I'm I'm in Vegas locally, so they should be at all the local book bookstores in Las Vegas. In um, um, LA, um, shout out to Malik Books, um, who's now holding my uh, my my books there, and um, Hennessey and Ingalls, um, another bookstore out there. That's so, awesome. Um, yeah, we're, we're trying to do some groundwork here. Um, yes me, me and the publishing team, you know, Absolutely. it's just me, but me and the publishing team <laughs> work. Um, I'm trying to get to these bookstores. Um, and that's something I plan on doing this summer. So um, I might be in a city near you. Hey, um, yeah. Um, Atlanta, DC, um, New York this summer at a bookstore. Um, so if you have a, if you want to check out a local bookstore, you may see you running there soon uh, or how important is an apple coming out in June? So
0: Absolutely. And I am here to support you in those endeavors. So if you're on the West Coast, please stop by some of those bookstores that he just mentioned. And we look forward to seeing you out here on the East sometime soon. Um, But yeah, go ahead, put in the work and I'm super excited for you. Um, So yes, and thank you all for watching. I hope everyone has a good weekend. See you next time.